1: fears have come to fruition this week as the Cincinnati Bengals not only lose the game to the Washington football team, but they lose their star franchise rookie quarterback Joe Burrow for definitely the rest of 2020, and we'll see how it goes into 21 for his rehab, etc., I'm Anthony Cazenza. Thanks for joining us, whether you're tuning in to the Cincy Jungle Post Game show via our Twitter account at BanglesOBI, the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, or our YouTube channel. We thank you for tuning in. Sorry I uh, got on a little late. Not only was I trying to process just everything and what to say and what to present, usually I kind of have a, a flow of how a post game show goes, and we talk about stats, we talk about all kinds of different things, but Um, some personal stuff kind of popped up and on top of that, I just kind of was prepping for the show and trying to see where we would go today. And, uh, I guess it's just kind of virtual hug time, Bengals fans, virtual hug time. Just, uh, let's hug it out, try and get through it. You can see in a number of different ways, how much, if you didn't already know, you can see in a number of different ways, how much Joe Burrow meant to, this Bengals team, emotionally, leadership. And when you saw Ryan Finley enter the game, you could see not only the difference in arm talent and all of that processing the field, but you began to see how much Joe Burrow was able to, to mask the deficiencies up front on the offensive line. Ryan Finley, and we'll go through those numbers, I guess, too, but Ryan Finley got sacked a number of times because he was not only not processing the field all that well, and granted, he was thrown into a tough position. I think the entire team was jarred from everything that happened. He's thrown in in the middle of the third quarter. He also is a guy that is a second-young guy, second-year guy, three starts to his name before that. No preseason this year for him either, No, no training camp, no preseason games where he would get a lot of work, so Hey, I mean Ryan Finley. It it wasn't it wasn't a day in the park for him either, Um, and, and I don't want to pile on him. But my my point is is when you look at Joe Burrow and and the difference between Joe Burrow and Ryan Finley under center, you were able to see what Joe Burrow was able to hide in terms of the offensive line issues, his his ability to maneuver the pocket, his ability to avoid pressure. He took a lot of hits, and and some of those were on on Joe Burrow. I mean, he ran into sacks, he ran into plays. He took a lot of hits, and um, you know, even so, you can see the difference in this in in quarterbacks, obviously between those two, and, and what Joe Burrow meant to this team. There, there are a lot of different ways to take this. You know, there are people who are just really sad. There are people who are upset at the team and upset that they continued to put their franchise quarterback behind this. You know, an offensive line that continued to. Uh, I mean, it showed some improvement in recent weeks, but still not up to what I think most most people would would feel are, are standard offensive line play for the NFL, especially in the AFC North. Um, you you could be angry at the coaches. Uh, you could be angry at management. Um, some folks are very cynical and are just saying, you know, I told you this day was going to come, and they're almost, I don't know if you're going to say, gloating in the fact that this occurred, but... Uh, you know, there there's no really, I guess, a right way to take it. It's just a it's a real bummer and it's a real blow to this Bengals team that has really in the last 15 to 18 years, 17 years, they have had a real rough stretch. They've they've had a uh, really they've done a really good job of finding franchise quarterbacks, Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, and now Joe Burrow, but they have had been absolutely snake bit in terms of major injuries to all of these guys and at critical points in their various careers. You can go back to Palmer in 05. Palmer again was hurt in training camp of 09 and he had the elbow thing in 08. Um, You know, he kind of got battered by uh, in Cincinnati and then Dalton, a couple of injuries later in his career, including in 2015 when they had that playoff run there and he was having an MVP like season. And now you've got Joe Burrow in his first season, With a torn uh by the way the reports in case you aren't if you haven't heard the reports are that it is a uh torn acl and possibly more for joe burrow and i'll share this in in just a second uh it's there is an article up on cincyjungle.com about it so i uh, fortunately and unfortunately um i was I had just briefly stepped out of the room when I was watching the game when this happened. So I didn't see the play. All of a sudden I just see him crumpled to the ground. I'm going, Oh my gosh, what happened? So I rewatched. Unfortunately, I rewound real quick just to be like, what the heck happened? Um, and it was pretty gruesome. I, I didn't rewatch because it was something I wanted to see. I just, I was just wondering what happened. Um A lot of people are talking about the pawn you know, in comparison to Palmer's injury against Pittsburgh, Uh, my, my main difference that I notice here, by the way, I'm, I'm sharing the screen. Here's Joe Burrow, unfortunately being carted off and you see, uh, article by Adam haste on cincyjungle.com. Joe Burrow suffered a torn ACL and possibly more damage versus Washington. Uh, talking about the Palmer thing, you know, Palmer had just one player roll into his knee. Uh, this was a bunch of big. This was at least two, maybe even three people that were just involved in this collision with Joe Burrow. It was pretty, pretty gruesome. Uh, pretty gruesome, and you knew right away that something really bad when, when you if you saw the play or whatever. You you pretty much knew it was something really bad. So, unfortunately, the Bengals will be without Joe Burrow, who was really becoming a shining star, not only for the Bengals, but in the league. Um, if you listened right before he got injured at halftime during the show, Boomer Sison and Bill Cower were both gushing about him and Chase Young, by the way, Chase Young looked very good today. Uh, they were beaming about both of these guys in a game that really featured just two, two win teams. Um, but you know, Bill Cowher saying that he's, you know, one of the one of the best young rookie quarterbacks he has ever seen and Bill Cowher whatever your personal thoughts about him because he's a Steelers coach. Uh, I think he knows a thing or two about quarterbacks and football and AFC North, all of that stuff. So, you know, pretty high praise from him. Obviously Boomer gushing about him as well and uh, unfortunately not too much longer after that, Joe Burrow suffered an injury. I, unfortunately we're probably now going to see something that greatly resembles the 2019 Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Ryan Finley, a quarterback, a lot of injured players, a lot of important injured players, and probably not a win loss record that will be very much different than the two and 14 we saw last year. Um, unfortunately, you know, Joe Burrow really was kind of the driving force of really making the Bengals somewhat watchable uh, <laughs> this year. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, T Higgins has been a nice, a nice player and a good draft pick for the Bengals. There's been some nice moments for this team. Jonah Williams looks like a pretty good player. And there's some other, other players there that, that you like to watch. But Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow was kind of the driving force in making you watch this team and uh, he's hurt now. And I You know, there was a stat that showed up. I've got it somewhere. But basically, midway through the fourth quarter, since Burrow had left the game with the injury, uh, about seven and a half minutes left in the game, the Bengals had 12 offensive plays that net eight yards. I think that changed towards the end of the game. Maybe not, because I know Finley threw an interception late. But 12 offensive plays for eight yards once Burrow left the game. And uh, so not only does it – show his impact on the field, but you know, you saw the morale of the team really, obviously really changed not only because guy got a gruesome injury, but also just because it was who got injured. Uh, and so it is what it is. I, I see a comment here. I'm not really, I'm not really sure where it went. No positivity now, huh? Anthony, I don't, I don't, uh, no, there's not positivity now. I mean, I've, I think we've all tried to maintain positive vibes for this team. I've been accused of being too positive, too negative, too emotional, whatever. Uh, just a tough day. Tough day for to be a Bengals fan. Tough day to cover the team in in the, the ways that I do. And, you know, tough day, obviously, for Joe Burrow. By the way, all class from Joe Burrow. And uh, I'm going to share this here. This is from his Twitter account. Thanks for all the love. Can't get rid of me that easy. See you next year was a tweet that he put out shortly after sustaining. I mean, I don't even think the game was done yet uh, when he put that tweet out. So, you know, if, if, if there is, I guess, positives to be taken here, you know, Joe Burrow and his work ethic, his attitude, his chip that constantly resides on his shoulder as a competitor, you know he's gonna be fierce in his rehab process. So we know that. We don't know how extensive this damage is quite yet. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier the, the torn ACL and maybe more, uh, obviously the more there is, the longer this could take. I will say this. When Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer blew out two ligaments, I believe, and then also had a slight dislocation of his kneecap on that play by Kimo von Olhoffen. And this was 15 years ago. Palmer came back and played week one and played the entire season for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that was was with medicine and surgery and all of that being – you know, talking about 15 years ago. So, you know, I I think, I hate to kind of frame this thing in a positive, but I guess those are things that you can look at and say, okay, well, Joe Burrow's mentality coupled with some advancements in in the area of, you know, rehabilitation and whatnot, you know, you'd like to think that 21, he'll be back and no setbacks, that sort of thing. You'd also like to think, you know, unfortunately for Palmer, and I, I can't say you really blame him, I guess, but unfortunately for Palmer, uh, there was a little bit of a semblance of happy feet after that injury. Uh, never really—I mean, he he had a couple of really nice years with the Bengals, a couple of really nice years with, you know, Raiders, Cardinals, that sort of thing, statistically. But uh, you know, never really looked quite exactly like the 05 Palmer, and I think there was some happy feet there. I think I'd like to think that Joe Burrow up here, maybe does not have that same mentality and isn't going to be like that. What's gonna help is the Bengals getting, obviously, some some offensive line help this offseason, whether it's in free agency or the draft or both, to shore up the offensive line. Um, I've, I've said this before, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals have tried to find kind of pet projects at certain positions on the offensive line and feel that they can uh, use lesser draft capital at times, not go out and spend the big money on free agency at certain positions or retaining certain guys on the offensive line. There's a, there's a distinct possibility that, I mean, there is a reality that exists that Andrew Whitworth and Kevin Zeitler could still have been playing and starting for this team in 2020. And those are, those were two of the Bengals better linemen really of the last couple of decades. And they decided not to pay those guys. Uh, So, you know, at at some point the Bengals are going to need to step up and, and not, not have so many developmental guys, not so many journeyman guys, not try to have guys that are round pegs and try and fit them into square holes or vice versa, whatever you want to call that up front. They need to have the guy at positions and they can't do the musical chairs thing, they can't swap guys in and out. Continuity is huge. Obviously talent level is huge, but continuity is just absolutely critical on the offensive line. Trey Hopkins said it to the Cincinnati media this offseason. Having continuity on the offensive line is key and the Bengals have not had that really in the past couple of years. Have not had that and it the, the direct result unfortunately is high volume of hits, sacks, uh you know, we a couple of different quarterbacks being injured over the past handful of years, and um, you know, it's it, at some point, you, yeah. If you have your franchise quarterback, you have to protect him. I mean, I, I think I put a tweet out recently. It's like you get your franchise quarterback, you protect him, and you rush. You have to have the ability to rush the other team's quarterback. That's it. That's what. That's how you got to build the tent poles in your in your franchise. And the Cincinnati Bengals um, are lacking. Uh, they weren't lacking the franchise quarterback. They're lacking the other areas, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, now, unfortunately, it is kind of looking towards the draft because I, I I don't mean to be negative in saying this. I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be making a playoff run with Ryan Finley under center. I just don't see that happening. Uh, they've also got no Joe Mixon, and they've got other other guys that are important that are out of the lineup. So I think we need to be realistic that it's probably looking to free agency in the draft already for 21. Um, You know, even if that was maybe already the case with Joe Burrow under center, I think what what was critical about these last hand, you know, the last half of the schedule here, there were some winnable games that the team could make some progress, start to feel pretty good about itself. And get some wins under its belt under Zach Taylor, and you feel like you you would have had some momentum going into 21. Now you've got a lot of question marks. You know how ready is Joe Burrow going to be? How uh, how much improvement have the, has the team made? And uh, you know you were hoping that that championship window was maybe going to start really opening in 21. And now there's a lot of questions that that exist. We're going to go over the tail of the tape here in just a second. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com. Thanks for tuning in here. I know it's a rough day for a lot of us who follow the Bengals, who are fans of the Bengals, and uh, who cover the Bengals. So uh, I appreciate you coming on again. Sorry I was a little later going live, for those of you who like to join us live, than usual, but I appreciate all of you tuning in. We've got a lot of live viewers, which is awesome. And in case you have not heard, we are now able to stream live to our Twitter account. So you can get it on the Cincinnati Jungle Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Orange and Black Insider Twitter account. So check that out and uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you if you can't join us live, we thank you for downloading the audio afterward. We appreciate your support, and we appreciate uh, everybody uh, everybody who's tuning into our show, tuning into Orange is the New Black with Ace and Zim, or the Chalk Talk ep- episodes. You can get this on all of your major audio podcast platforms. <laughs>
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com
1: Let's bring up the... I thought I had this pulled up here. This is on NFL.com the Scores if it'll ever load here. The score and stats of the Bengals game, we'll get to that here in just a second. Go over a little tail of the tape. Um, you know, let's if you go back to even when Burrow was in the game, this was a game that the Bengals really could have ran away with. Uh, Randy Bullock left seven points on the field in the first half. Missing two field goals. One was a, one was a long one, but one was a a gimme. And then of course the, you know, the, the extra point he missed as well. So, I mean, he left a lot of points in the first half uh, and, and the Bengals really could have had a much larger lead than they did uh, in this game and really, really could have started to run away with this thing, but familiar mistakes, et cetera. Joe Burrow, you know, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it ironic or whatever, but he was having one of his better, better games. I mean, there were a couple of throws he made where you go, wow, you lucked out that that wasn't intercepted, but uh, he had 21 completions in the first half, which was the most by any quarterback in the first half in 2020. So he was, he was kind of dealing in that first half there, 203 yards and a touchdown before he left with the injury. And then you see Ryan Finley's numbers, three of 10, 30 yards. And then he also had a, a couple of – or he had the one run for 19 yards. A pretty impressive run there by Finley. But um, And then he had the interception at the end of the game that was pretty yikes. So that's your quarterback snapshot for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, nothing doing in the running game. Two yards per carry for Gio Bernard, nine carries, 18 yards. Samaje Pirine, five carries, 19 yards. Uh Burrow had two carries for 12. Alex Erickson, uh, just a waste of an end around. One, one carry for two yards there. I mean, just nothing doing in the running game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Just really no semblance of consistency there. Tyler Boyd was having a nice game. Nine catches on 11 targets, 85 yards. A.J. Green got his first touchdown of the year and is only one who will – be catching at least for twenty twenty from Joe Burrow. Four catches, 41 yards, and a score on nine targets. Still that disparity between receptions and targets for A.J. Green. Gio Bernard active in the passing game. 37 yards on four catches on five targets. Drew Sample had a nice catch early in the game. Uh, finished with two for 29 on four targets. T. Higgins had a real rough day today. Uh, handful A couple of drops. Uh, three catches, 26 yards on 10 targets. Rough day for T. Higgins. And then... Ronald Darby really played his butt off for Washington today. Really played his butt off. I, I, we'll go to the stats in just a second. I, I would venture to guess he had half a dozen pass breakups today. He was incredible. Uh, Alex Erickson, one catch, eight yards. Auden on Tate, one catch with just a lot of blah. Uh, you see the fumbles there. Uh, one lost by Burrow. Uh, forced fumble by Brandon Wilson there. So... Bengals get an interception from Jesse Bates. Another one. He had a, a pretty good game there. He was actually asked to play almost corner on a couple of snaps. He was running step for step with a couple of guys there. So, um, But I mean, he's having a great season. Should be a Pro Bowl or maybe even an All Pro this year. He's, he's having a great season. Another interception for Jesse Bates. And it was off of a tip from Marcus Hunt. So uh, Marcus Hunt had a decent little day today. I saw him. Being pretty active, so had the tip that resulted in an interception and was was uh, you know in some plays there. So uh, you know, Margus Hunt, kind of scrap heap guy, but doing doing some things. Von Bell did okay, you know the the corners and uh, until the the wheels fell off with the Burrow injury, the corners and defensive backs were largely playing okay. William Jackson had did allow uh, Terry McLaurin to make a couple of of plays, one big one, but. Uh, you know he was in decent position in terms of the coverage there. So then he knocked another one away later. Uh, you know those guys were were playing relatively well and keeping the keeping the game within reach when the Bengals were leaving a lot of points on the on the board in the first half there. Von Bell, you see, gosh, thirteen total tackles, one for loss. Uh, William Jackson, three tackles. He he did have a pass breakup. Carl Lawson had a nice day. Five tackles and a sack. Jesse Bates, the pick, and four four tackles. Uh, Sam Hubbard had a tackle for loss. Logan Wilson had four tackles. Mackenzie Alexander had a decent day, too. I saw him on a couple of plays. I think he had a pass breakup, five total tackles, and uh, really limited some damage on a couple of plays early in the game. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, unfortunately, at times, he looked a little lost. Looked a little lost. And, uh, you know, that's not good to see in this in this second year of development here. Geno Atkins' at impact was pretty minimal. Uh, LaShawn Sims had a rough day as well. Uh, got called for a pass interference penalty in the second half that brought Washington way down the field. Uh, had had six total tackles. So, um, And then just kind of a, a lot of other Blah. There, Randy Bullock. You see here one. He, randomly, he hits a 53-yarder, but he can't hit the others. One was actually long. One was 58, and he had the leg on that one too. But he just doinked it off off the side, and then he doinked one earlier too. Uh, a, a gimme uh, to start the game. Bengals had a nice drive, put together a nice drive, and he doinked it a lot, and then missed an extra point, obviously as well. Huber had a good day. Uh, the one inside the 20 was. Uh, right at the the one-yard line there. So that was uh, – he had a good day punting the ball, and that may be one of the bright spots going forward, unfortunately, for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, given what transpired today. Let's look at the Washington side of things. I mean, Alex Smith, incredibly pedestrian day. 17 of 25, 166 yards and a touchdown. Gibson was – Gibson's going to be a fun player in the league. He's a, he's a fun player. 16 carries, 94 yards and a touchdown. He's a, he's a fun player. McKissick, 43 yards on the ground. Peyton Barber, 28. Uh, they were, they were moving the ball pretty well on the ground. And I think, I think they were able to do that once Burrow went down and they were just kind of playing a little bit of keep away. Terry McLaurin, you see here, five catches, 84 yards, but a lot of just nothing beyond that. A lot of just nothing three for 26, two for 23. I mean, this was a game that was out there to win for the Bengals. It really was, um, Chase Young looked very good. I mentioned this earlier. You see the interception by Fabian. Oh, they credited Darby with four pass breakups. I, I swear he, I thought he had five or six, but um, four. He was, he was everywhere, man. Kendall Fuller had two. Uh, <clears throat> good game from, from Chase Young. I uh, You know, he put a big hit on Burrow early in the game that caused a fumble and that whole debacle of a call uh, was <laughs> something to marvel at, I guess. Montez Sweat had a sack of Burrow. And then, you know, you start Tim Settle had a sack. It, Moreland and S- Smith-Williams combined for one. And you you kind of saw that uh, Kerrigan had one. You kind of saw that when, when Finley came in the game, you, you started to kind of see the discomfort level that he had in the pocket. And there were times where he kind of pulled the ball back down and didn't end up making a throw. So uh, major disparity in terms of quarterback play there. Not much else to say, folks. Uh, Just rough day. Rough day for the Cincinnati Bengals, to be sure. And we just got to hope that Joe Burrow comes back soon. There is also one quick thing that some Bengals fans on Twitter have decided to do, um, just to kind of, I guess, a little bit of a rallying cry for Joe Burrow in his, you know, kind of low time here with the injury. Uh, they, uh, some Bengals fans, if you feel so inclined, they're kind of they're going to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. He's been, um, you know, trying to get that a lot of momentum since he arrived in Cincinnati with the Bengals, uh, so people are kind of showing some solidarity and and donating, you know, maybe even nine bucks because of his Jersey number, that sort of thing. Um, they're donating some money to that cause, uh, just to kind of say, you know, we're backing you, Joe. So go, uh, go, go if you, if you feel so inclined, maybe support that. And, you know, know you're doing something good and, and helping out a, a good cause that Joe Burrow's backing. Uh, I don't know, just a thought. We're gonna look to 21, I guess, now, guys, and hopefully there's some more roster evaluation to be done. There are there there's a lot there's a lot of work that needs to be done for this Bengals team in order for it to be very competitive, much less a championship-style team in 21. I don't know, uh, some, I'm looking at some of these questions here. I, you know, do we think we'll have a better chance with just Katie Blackburn as an owner? Uh, <clears throat> am I crying? No, I'm not crying. Thanks, Thanks, didn't do nothing. I, I'm not crying, I promise. Uh, I've got a little bit of a, a cold, so my, I'm getting over one. My nose is stuffy. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, is what it is and the Bengals will need to make some significant moves in order to <laughs> we're all crying it's okay thanks no tyler i don't oh, gosh uh not even going there anyway the cincinnati bengals have a lot of a lot of issues that they need to work out in terms of their roster and all of that uh they, they they got some work to do they've got some work to do and hopefully they they make the right steps and um i hate i hate to use the burrow injury as you know saying something maybe you learn from that but maybe maybe it is something that they they take a step back and say wow we we really uh we need to make some significant changes in order for for us to potentially avoid these kinds of disastrous things and they need to they need to Look in the mirror. They need to look in the mirror for sure. And uh, that is is what it is. Um, thanks, Barry. The only reason to keep interest in the season is the Bengals podcast community. Thanks for the show. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Uh, there are a lot of great Bengals podcasts, as I'm sure a lot of you know. Um, I appreciate that you lump us in with all of those great podcasts, and I appreciate that everybody is tuning in live here And those who listen after the fact, we appreciate all the support on the show. Keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, breaking news, all of that.